Today, our gospel passage is a very dangerous text. This is part of the eighth chapter of John, and this passage has been used out of context, not understanding the context in which it was written, to justify um, the genocide of the Holocaust. It is sometimes used for um, advocating interreligious, um, not getting along. Irreconciliation, uh, all the opposites of all the things we pray for. And those are not correct interpretations. We have to understand where and the context of which this was written. Um, we're not going to get a lot into that, but if you have questions about this afterwards, please talk with me or Dr. Ruth. She's nodding her head. I think she would be glad to speak with you about that too. What I'd like you to pay attention to in that gospel are the words... Slavery, sin, and freedom. And then Jesus says, the truth will set you free. So to think about how we are imprisoned and how we are called to be free. Our first reading also talks about prisoners. Those three guys from the book of Daniel who are put into the fiery furnace, bound, and somehow they clung to a truth which set them free as well. So, this translation, the New American Bible, says at the beginning what Jesus said is, If you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The New Revised Standard Version says, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So we have two verbs, continue and remain. If you continue in my word, if you remain in my word, that's the condition for the other three things, to truly be my disciple, to know the truth, and to have the truth set us free. I think there's an interesting thing. There's a lot of times we identify ourselves by what we were not what we continue to be or remain to be. And sometimes that's dangerous or not as authentic as it should be. I think about a lot of students here at UT who seem to only make friends, their only friends are the people they knew from high school. That their identity with the people from high school seems to be more important to them in some ways than being a student at UT. If I would describe myself as somebody who does judo and plays the tuba, that wouldn't really be authentic because I haven't picked up a tuba in 20 years and it's been at least 25 since I did any judo or taekwondo and I couldn't remember how to do it anyway. How many of us are challenged sometimes that do we remain in God's word? Or is that something we did in the past and we just sort of cling to that? Do we continue to live in the word or do we treat Jesus' word and our inheritance as Abraham's children as a been there, done that aspect of our lives? As far as we are in the grip of sin, we are not continuing in the word of God and in our Abrahamic inheritance. 
such a criterion can be leveled against Christians as equally as to Jews and Muslims. This is not a passage for Christians to say we are right and Jews and Muslims are wrong. Muslims and Jews, as well as Christians, believe that we are faithful to God's word, that we are faithful to our inheritance as descendants of Abraham. So the question for each of us is that this is a question for each of us and not a question for others. Are we true to the word of God? Do we continue to live in God's word? And if we continue to search for the truth in God's word, that truth will set us free.